Hello and welcome back to the <laughs> Tough Guy Podcast. Uh, I'm Matthew. I'm Alex. I'm Jakey. Uh, and this is episode 65, <laughs> part three of our pirate bracket. Yeah. Yeah, lots to be excited about. Yeah. yeah. This is our pirate bracket and these movies have pirates in them. Yep. You're welcome. I did my job today. And it's not, it's Pirates Bracket, really. Oh, yeah, we um, did. All right, yeah, we, we said that, that we established. Let's not, let's not shoot a guy while he's down with a dodgeball, all right? Let's not do that. Yeah. Jake, you're not down yet. You still got a ringer. Dude, I still got. That's true. I still got my baby in here, but, you know, dodgeball takes, it, it, it hurts. It hurts. I'm not going to say it doesn't hurt. And coming at you in today's episode is that ringer in the second half. But in the first half of the episode, we've got, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest versus Pirates, Band of Misfits. And then the second half of the episode, we've got Treasure Planet versus Muppet Treasure Island. Lots of fun to be had. That I'm like already sweating thinking about the second half of this episode. I have no idea what will happen. That's a real toughie. Luckily, as an audience member, you can just fast forward right there. However, stop, stop, stop. Um, Uh, (laughs) Please listen to the first half. (laughs) You know, if you did do that, natural transition spoilers. You could we'll we'll, we can spoil our own podcast. I know who the winner is going to be already. I'll tell you in three seconds. Jake, don't mention the script. (laughs) Two. Uh, <laughs> now we'll be spoiling these movies and they're pretty fun rides and pretty great stories one of them literally was a ride yeah <laughs> literally one of them was a ride treasure planet only elon musk has ridden that ride <laughs> yeah it's a spoil time and we usually end up spoiling other movies too we'll probably talk about other pirate movies i imagine specifically pirates of the caribbean because we can't help but talk about the whole series <laughs> it's just it's just how it goes shall we jump into it let's do let's it do we're it. crazy alex you want to go ahead and introduce pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest you got it we talked about this movie two weeks ago second movie in the pirates of the caribbean uh original trilogy will turner and elizabeth elizabeth swan are getting married but oh no they helped a pirate and now they're gonna be in jail or hung i don't remember which one little column a little column b a little, little bit of both. And then they go to find Jack Sparrow, the pirate, so he can clear their names. Um, because, wait, I'm actually now a little confused. Why do they need Jack Sparrow? Like, cause Because the East India Trading Company says, give me the... the they want his compass. They, they want the compass. If they get the compass, then their names are cleared. Yeah, That's they'll right. give them the... What are the what are they called? Um, the like pardons, of whatever. Oh, yes, no. pardons. Uh, Literally pardons. Jack, Jack pieces of paper. They are they are pieces of paper. He's got a magic compass. It shows you what it points you at what you want, but it's not working for him. What's up with that? He don't know what he wants. He don't know what he wants. He want me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually looking at the poster of this movie right now. It's got like their three faces: Will, Elizabeth, and Jack. And then there's like faded pirate ships and one of them is getting attacked by the kraken but like the backdrop of this poster is the jungle island which is pretty fun because that is one set piece in this entire movie that mostly is not on an island but like that is totally forgot that that was in this movie we didn't even talk about that set piece the island set piece that's a fun one well there there i guess there are two islands oh yeah i guess which island two islands there's cannibal island or island battle island yeah not the battle island that one the cannibal island we never talked about which well we, we yeah we can do so <laughs> we'll get we can to do it so. um i'll just say once again i picked this movie because i think it's the most pirate movie of the pirates of the caribbean movies and after re-watching the first two i actually this might be my favorite one it's got the best final act i think of many movies yeah mm. matt do you want to introduce pirates band of misfits yeah so the pirates band of misfits basically we've got the wonderfully bearded pirate captain as he tries to seek out the pirate of the year award and teams up with noted incel charles darwin <laughs> <laughs> And takes on the Queen of England, who hates pirates. That's that's basically it. I read the fun introduction last time when we first talked about this one two weeks ago. It's just a, a fun piratey romp. You know, so I'm a little bit on, I'm on the Wikipedia for Dead Man's Chest. Did you know that this movie was shot back to back with the third movie? 
<laughs> you could have made yourself seem like real educated on Pirates of the yeah. Caribbean, just being like, did I'm you not... know? <laughs> Guys, I'm the relatable host. We forget that. That's true. That's true. Alec looks his facts up live on the podcast, or I some of us do research. Trivia. I find yeah. trivia. I go off vibes, so I don't know what that says about you know. <laughs> Where so... I just tell, say what the corporate overlords, what script they send me. You know that meme that's like source and then like a bigger person said I made it up. <laughs> like <laughs> That's you. That's me. Yeah. But I just think that like that is so interesting because we talked last week about how so many of the things that we think about this movie with actually happened in World's End. Like the mm-hmm. one that I am always confused about is James Norrington being on Davy Jones's ship. You mean Commodore Norrington? Yes, Commodore Norrington. I always think about him on Davy Jones's crew, and I'm I keep oh, like waiting for that to happen, and it yeah. never does in this movie. I think his best performance is in Dead Man's Chest, though. At the end, like his his so sloppiness, good. and like when the <laughs> Jack Sparrow's trying to find all of his different hats, and they're at the bar fight. There's some great mm-hmm. shit there on Tortuga. There's some good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I you know I I've, we've touched on it a couple of times that like. There are just so many spectacular set pieces in that last movie where I think the first two Pirates of the Caribbean movies have much tighter narratives. The first one maybe blows its scope out a little large to like keep it as intimate. Obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't watch that one for the podcast, so it's been a little bit since I've seen it. But I mostly what sticks yeah. in my mind are like the whirlpool battles, the globe trotting mm-hmm. elements to it. You know, it's a it, a, yeah. a big scale, a large scale. I think they adventure. just like threw money at that one. It was going to be the finale. They knew it was going to make a lot of money. So they're just like, give here's your pirate cove. Here are all your like bit piece like pirates that you're going to get up. Yeah. In all this expensive costume for like three lines make all their mm-hmm. boats and flags like you know probably adjusted for inflation the most expensive movie ever made yeah besides sonic 3 well we've <laughs> we've got some new info on that but yeah. you gotta wait till yeah. the release drops we've got spoilers some... spoilers sorry sorry we spoilers. were brought into the writer's room <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately escorted out of the writer's room <laughs> So I actually have something yeah. that I wanted to bring to your attention, Matthew. Please. I was looking at the poster and I was thinking of Pirates Band of Misfits. Mm-hmm. That main man, he mm-hmm. kind of looks like someone I met in college. You know, he uh, kind of uh. <laughs> looks like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you were there. We partied with a pirate once. Do you remember this? I so many people have brought this up about how yeah. in college they, they partied with this pirate. He had this beautiful red coat, just like such an identifiable guy. But like, I never met him. Nobody ever saw me and him at the same party. And I, I, I don't know how that kept happening. <laughs> yeah. What, what was his name again? What was what, it? Was, I don't uh, remember I his name. He I remember he was really excited about olive oil. Mm. Yeah, he yelled at us, he yelled at us a lot about olive oil. He knew a lot about olive oil, guys. Um, th- I'm I'm gonna pause it here. Pause it here. Okay, audience. Um, I'm gonna let you know a little secret because we're just gonna continue this conversation and pretend that this didn't happen. Um, Matt was the pirate. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, um, I want to rated our version of this kind of art style with pirates, and I think Captain uh, Randall, his last name's escaping me. Yeah, it just it just is. Yeah, it just is. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he gives off the same vibes, and I just I I've never seen like a full like rated R besides like TV shows of like pirates. For a second, I really thought you were going to say, I've never seen Pirates Band of Misfits. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's been such a powerful move. Yeah. There's this really interesting idea where I feel like 99% of pirate media is made to be like family friendly. Yeah, that's when. Yeah. Pirates in reality, as we you guys met with with Captain Randall, are not family friendly. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's the thing. That's why and that's why I think also catering it to animation might make it more tasteful for audiences cuz like people always make animation even if it is adult animation like you can get away with more stuff there. And I feel like you yeah. can get away with more actual pirate lore and pirate stuff through an animated medium while actually showcasing the history of it. Cuz I the mm. only one that I've seen that's kind of matched is the show called Black Sails, which was like a really cool show on Stars that like no one saw. But uh, and it told the tale of like pre Treasure Planet, like Billy Bones and uh, 
Captain Flint were still around, and like it was oh, really, really oh. cool. Yeah, it's a really that's good a, show. I do that's recommend. That's a cool it. take Sounds on the, cool. the Treasure Island story. Bon Annie, like all, all those, like the Lady Pirate was in mm. it, and like Jack, uh, Captain Jack, uh, who's loosely based on our Captain Jack, but like there's in mythology a Captain Jack, and he's like a little squealish man on Flint's crew. Like it's really cool. It's a really cool show, but they do go lean rated R. There's sex and drugs and smuggling and cursing. Which is what pirates were like. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdest thing. <laughs> and I don't know why out of all the content we have here, Pirates Panda Misfits is what makes me think I want a rated R version. I want Pirates Panda Misfits, I think is like, I don't know, it's a little edgy for a kid's thing. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. In a more like adult way, like adult jokes rather than like adult content, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like it's not about drinking or violence. Right. It's just like, huh, is that a, like a sex joke? Which I think is one of the like <laughs> corner, you know, in, in my description of the movie, I described the incel Charles Darwin, who literally in this movie is is an incel, just yep. like, which is an interesting choice to say the least and it seems many of the inventions of any scientists in this universe are just so they can uh, peer at the bosoms of ample-bodied ladies yep and that's pirate lore <laughs> that's pirate lore <laughs> well the reason i also bring this up one just because i wanted to like pose that question to y'all and like just that thought because i don't know i just had it and two yeah dead man's chest and most of the piracy but focusing on dead man's chance that is a tight pg-13 rating Mm-hmm. And they still get away with a lot of great stuff. I think it's like one of the like, the best like PG-13, like what they purposely put in, what kind of gruesome stuff they put, adult themes while also making it like quote unquote kid friendly and all that stuff, depending on, you know, your views. You know, they still handle piracy. Davy Jones still has some brutal shit in there, you know, that they, they'd be killing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting to me that and I'm... it's a disney property that they get away with like oh the pirates are all drinking rum they're mm-hmm. shooting each other on tortuga they're like literally being offered you know eternal well not eternal a staving off of your damnation mm-hmm. in exchange for joining davy jones's crew which is a metal choice for someone to have to make yeah you know it's still like a a family movie they're not saying fuck and having you know dick and balls on screen uh, <laughs> I I want to see full frontal Davy Jones. Come on, want to see what he's packing downstairs? I just know he's big. I know it. I know he's. Do you big. think all of his hair is like tentacles? Like, do you think his pubes are tentacles? He would be top tier if that were true. I'd say it. He, he, that's that's the dream, baby. <laughs> you could bring. Why so- tentacle porn never have tentacle pubes? Um, untapped market, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually the Tough Cut podcast will will be going on indef- indefinite hiatus. Um, <laughs> we're starting a new production company. We touched on it a little bit. The Pirates of the Caribbean series of movies, they, they incorporate a lot of levity. And, you know, they, they t- typically have that driven primarily through, I can't remember the two characters' names. The short one and the one with the eye, mm-hmm. which have some real, real bangers in this one. <laughs> the the, yeah, the getting points bad. for trying in uh, attempting to read the Bible is a hilarious concept. That is, yeah, you get points for trying. <laughs> That's, like, really funny. It's really good. And, you know, there is the, like, adult-adjacent humor that comes in Pirates and an Adventure with Scientists. Part of me feels like Pirates of the Caribbean not trying to be a comedy is almost has funnier bits than pirates in an adventure with scientists, which is trying to be a comedy. But you know, what are, what are your guys' thoughts? Yeah. Cause pirates dead man's chest feels like an adventure film that like, of course they'll have writers sprinkle in comedy. Cause you know, it's, it brings the levity to it. It's whatever you have good characters who are full, so full of life, you know, it, it's not the purpose of it, but it helps enhance like the script mm-hmm. and the film in general, but you're right. Band of misfits, mm-hmm trying to be funny it does sometimes miss its mark some of it is because british humor of course (laughs) yeah yeah like it's like a funny movie i enjoy watching it but i don't i think that it's like consistently like a little bit like yeah you know let me get a little chuckle whereas pirates is like not very funny most of the time but then has like good peaks you know it's like a good joke and i'm like oh that'll get like a real laugh out of me Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i feel that it feels like 
there are jokes in Pirates Band of Misfits that recur. They're not like particularly good bits, you know, like how like someone gets crushed by stuff and then like that like keeps happening. I don't know. It's okay. It's kind of funny, <laughs> but I feel like there were definitely better jokes right. that they could have done. Them, I will say the recurring joke that I really liked was that the camera would pan away and then pan back and they'd suddenly be in different outfits. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's that good. Fun. That's really good. That's good. Playing with the medium, but. <laughs> so that's like te- that's technical stuff that's not story pirate stuff you know that's just, right and like what you mentioned the like two pirates in dead man's chest what i really enjoy about their characters is that in curse the black pearl they were featured pirates but they weren't featured more than the rest of barbosa's crew like yeah all of his crew had like standouts and they just happen to choose those two to continue and they end up on the island in the final action sequence mm-hmm. character growth baby Mm -hmm. truly Mm -hmm. truly character growth i have two things to say to these comments that are swirling around right now one let's not alienate our british audiences you know we actually have some so uh we we we, actually do we 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 love your humor you know i do i do some i yeah no i i generally do but yeah just specific point of clarification you know (laughs) and then second I'm a little I'm a little uh, fucked off right now because you're saying, oh, Pirates, Dead Man's Chest is funnier. It's uh, funnier. You know, oh, it's not trying to be funny. It's funny. And what did Band of Misfits not knock out of competition? Uh, Dodgeball, which is a very funny movie, arguably funnier than Band of Misfits. Well, you, okay, here's the thing. <laughs> pirates has pirates humor. The pirate humor in Dodgeball is the presence of a pirate. It's not like a pirate joke. It's just there is a pirate. Isn't right, that right. funny? The joke is the pirate, not pirate jokes. Yeah. Uh, the ah, uh, they say booty at least once or twice in the end. Yeah, that's true. You need a you need a pirate to get booty yeah yep, that thanks jake yeah you know what i really i just ch- changed my whole mind i'm just saying like that's gonna that's gonna bother me if the whole reason why someone swings their vote for dead man's is because it's funnier okay let's talk character then <laughs> you know let's talk anything oh yeah character that's a great one to talk about um we talked a lot for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, that we get to see the continuation of, you know, the characters as they are in the first film. Maybe a little bit of flanderization starting to happen, but the, like, overarching personal storylines, I think, are in a really good spot. We've got, like, competing incentives going on. Let's look at Pirates Band of Misfits or Dodgeball, <laughs> if you really want to, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, uh, I don't know what character growth happens. Vince Vaughn's character starts the movie like a uh, kind of a, a slouchy, lazy guy and ends the movie rich, but still slouchy and lazy. Okay, so you're telling me you wouldn't want to end a movie rich. I you're, would. You're telling me that that but wouldn't would be it, enough character growth for you. Is that is that a meaningful change in who I am? Jake, it's not about the monetary ending. It's about what he learned along the way. And what he learned along the way was, it's cool to be rich. I mean... And then looking at Pirate's Band of Misfits, there's a lot of side pirates. There's a lot of these characters. And I feel like the crew has like an arc in and of themselves, sort of collectively. And the pirate captain has a bit of one. And Charles Darwin. Mm-hmm. I feel like bit. you can look at the like second main, like... Mm -hmm. That probably, in terms of pirates, that's not the captain, has the biggest arc of any of the pirates. Yeah. But you compare his arc to Will Turner or Elizabeth Swan, whose arcs, in a way, pretty similar if you look at Jack Sparrow as the pirate captain. They're the people who are, like, following the pirate captain. Mm Mm-hmm. That trio of characters is so much more complex and complicated and has so much more interesting stuff going on than the pirate captain and the second mate. Or the and maybe mate. Uh, Vince Vaughn, even, if we're just throwing out <laughs> and, examples. You know what? If Vince Vaughn was in that movie, I still think <laughs> Dead Man's Chest, despite Pirate's Band of Misfits, needing to somehow justify how Vince Vaughn's character got there and what he was doing in this claymation pirate world... I still think Dead Man's Chest would be more complicated than what they did. But if it was uh, Steve the Pirate, you know. I mean, oh, then, then it would be gold, but that's not yeah, the case. Yeah. That's not the case. We're talking about Vince Vaughn all of a fucking <laughs> sudden. 
All right. Well, what, what if Vince Vaughn was Davy Jones? That'd be a worse movie, right? Um, right. <laughs> I don't know if that proves your point. I do think if, if Vince Vaughn had been Davy Jones, I do think Dead Man's Chest would have been a worse movie. You so we finally agree. Right there. So Dodgeball lost because Vince Vaughn was in it. <laughs> Dodgeball lost because Vince Vaughn would be a worse Davy Jones. Uh, yeah. This does bring me, though, to another question. Right. The pirate captain is praised for his beautiful beard. Mm-hmm. What's the better beard? Pirate captain, Davy Jones. Hmm. You know, I think it depends on what quality. Intimidation? Yeah. Hmm. Davy Jones got it. Which one I want to run my little hand through? Actually, I was going to immediately go pirate captain, but the more I think about it, he... Davy I Jones guess, would be kind of fun. It's all slimy. Remember, one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when he's stealing the keys, and he gets those hmm. little rustling, like the little... Like they, Ooh, they, they both curl Davy Jones sleep. and the pirate captain storing stuff in their beards. It's a pro move. You should fun. try it. Possible that pirate captain becomes Davy Jones when he dies. Mm. Mm. And does Vince Vaughn become Davy Jones <laughs> when he dies? The pirate captain would stand in a bucket. Ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Ah. I, I think he would on a day to day. We're getting somewhere. <laughs> And where we're getting is approaching having to vote pretty soon. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready if y'all are ready. I don't need to approach. I'm there. Okay. Give me one second. Yeah. Google funnier movie (laughs) dodgeball. (laughs) Is that a Flight of the Concord song in Pirates Brand of Misfits? Is it actually? I think it was. I'm pretty sure it it is because I was listening to it and I'm like, I feel like this is definitely a, a. It sounds like them. Yeah, which I specific. It's in my notes, which is why I was looking it up to verify, and I think it Holy is. Shit. When he has his like sad montage. Oh, the not crying one. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah that that is a hundred percent fly of the concords. I totally. Why did I not? Yeah, that's a hundred percent fly of the concords. Yeah, I which is so fun. Love that. I just wanted to call that out because one, it's because this movie's on its death throes. <laughs> what? I refuse to believe we'll go another finals without a Matthew movie being involved. (laughs) I guess I pick bad movies. No, no, you don't pick bad movies. I also, on the regular philosophical consistency, vote against my movies. Matt, you talking about picking bad movies. Last bracket, I picked Jungle Cruise, and this bracket, Jake picked Dodd. Anyway, anyway, I'm I'm ready to vote. I'm ready to vote. Um, I don't think I've got anything else. Let's do it up. Alex, you, you seem confident you want to start us off yeah i'm voting for dead man's chest i am also gonna vote for for dead man's chest yeah yeah i mean i might have joked in a life where i'm like oh sorry you know dead man's chest not as funny as dodgeball so (laughs) no i mean i'm not i'm not going against gore verbinski here only one thing would ever make me go against gore and uh we don't Mm -hmm. even know if it's gonna win we'll see if it makes it to the finals and potentially i could be swayed either way if that does happen but i'm getting ahead of myself Mm -hmm. it's a queen queen sweep for dead man's chest it's moving on yeah wonderful we'll see it there next week jumping over to the other side of the bracket jake do you want to go ahead and introduce muppet treasure island i sure i sure do muppet treasure island tale as old as time we're retelling you know robert louis stevenson's classic tale this is uh, 1996 directed by brian henson of you know the henson family fame you know muppets are on a swashbuckling adventure sailing for adventure to the high seas search of buried treasure you got classic tim curry long john silver uh you got miss piggy on an island surrounded by gold and little warriors you got rat taurus you got uh sam the eagle being a ghost you got a bunch of other great things a lot of great bits it's to me the epitome of a classic muppet tale like enhancing an original story with the muppets is like textbook to me this is beautiful i love it i think it's so good but it's up against a banger so you know feel free introduce treasure planet sure treasure planets also based off of treasure island uh this movie released in 2002 directed by john musker and ron clements jim hawkins is a young man who gets into trouble but he's got greatness in him and he finds the map to an alien treasure and he gets on a boat and he goes after it and he meets a pirate captain and it's pretty good. It's got a phenomenal cast too. A lot of these pirate movies have really good casts. Dude, everyone wants like to a be a pirate. Theme. I get it. Young Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Jim Hawkins. Martin Short is Ben. Emma Thompson is Captain Amelia. Uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce is Dr. Delbert. 
Brian Murray as Long John Silver. It's like uh, just phenomenal. Um, it's really good. Going into this bracket, I said uh, last week that this was my favorite version of the Treasure Island story. And mm-hmm. who knows where I stand? Ooh. I mean, that's that's kind of, you know, that's that's a, it's a great jumping off point. I, I, before we get into those opinions, though, I want to applaud both of these movies. I think it'd be silly not to mention how I feel like these are the most fresh adaptations of this story and that that actually mm-hmm. feel good, not fresh for fresh sake. And they're like bad. I genuinely feel like whoever picked the Muppets to tell this story, like fucking genius. You enhance it like you did so it really good. good. Like such genius. a genius. It's smart. It has adult themes and adult humor, but it's also still killed friendly. And you can have a lot of fun with it. And period piece with the Muppets, great. And to put Treasure Island in space, also fucking phenomenal. I love science fiction. I love that they did that. And also, it's wild because both these movies, not like the smash box office hits that Disney expected them to be either. And it's interesting because with time, I feel like both, like whenever you talk about either of these movies, at least in you know, whatever circles I'm in stuff... People love these movies. People adore them. But apparently not at the time. They were not well received. So yeah, I just wanted to give credit where credit was due either way, how it shakes, because hats off to whoever pitched both these movies. I think it's like very, very smart on there. For sure. I think like this matchup in itself, 100% could have been the finals matchup of this bracket. I mean, these are two fantastic movies. And maybe that just goes to show how much potential Treasure Island has as a story and that you know, these movies are able to take such good advantage of it, mm-hmm. which I think is the the question at heart here is, well, one of the questions at heart here, how do we feel these two movies take the adaptation, what they do with them? What are our thoughts? Sure. Last week, I mentioned that I had never seen Muppet Treasure Island before, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure watching it, I realized that Treasure Planet is the only version of the Treasure <laughs> Island story I had ever seen or read. I like heard about it before. So that's of your original, basically. That's that's yeah. Your Treasure Planet to me is the original. It's the best version of the story because it's the only <laughs> version of the story. <laughs> I mean, it's still pretty good. I feel like it, I picked a good one to be my 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 only experience. Yeah, for sure. So for me, watching Muppet Treasure Island, one of the big questions in my head is, oh that's a little different is that more like the original book or Mm. is treasure planet more like the original book because characters are done fairly differently you know yeah some are muppets some of them are what (laughs) (laughs) yeah some of them are dog people true one of them's this really curvy looking pirate captain what the heck are they doing (laughs) yeah man kermit kermit did what he had to do baby (laughs) so i don't know i do you guys does one of you have more familiarity with the actual story and can can give some clarification on the differences honestly i did read it as a kid after i saw my treasure island and i was like in a big like oh i'm gonna read and like these are really cool but unfortunately, I am. I can acknowledge I am biased because Muppet Treasure Island is one of my favorite movies of all time. So kind of like you, I've watched it more and more and more that it's kind of diluted to me. Like that is my prime Treasure Island. That is story. Treasure Island. Yeah. And what gets close to me is expanded. Like I mentioned it before, but like the show Black Sails because it's like pre that and it's like filling in some cool gaps for me in an adult way. But like Muppet Treasure Island to me is just like, oh, this is. It feels like more classic to me than Treasure Planet. Something about it feels more like literary and classic to me. I don't know if it's because of the set pieces or because of whatever, or just Muppets being, you know, whatever this cultural zeitgeist is and and tackling a story. But I just I just think it's like a really, really well adapted story and it feels just classic. Whereas Treasure Planet feels good and creative. But if I wasn't talking about Treasure Planet, I probably wouldn't be thinking about it as much. As I do, Muppet mm. Treasure Island. But I know that's I know that's biased. Yeah, that me. that is dripping 100%. with some. <laughs> 100%. I literally like we're recording right now. I have a Muppet poster behind me. Like it's not like yeah, that's I, true. I get you do. I can acknowledge that audience. And, I and think you guys. like part of what you're saying with Muppet Treasure Island feeling more classic. I think in my mind has to do with the medium that they're coming through because Muppet Treasure Island, especially now you compare it to newer Muppet movies, it like has more of the classic feel like it is Mm -hmm. an older movie right whereas treasure planet was the like final wave of the hand-drawn animation Mm -hmm. and like what really kind of was the nail in the coffin because it was so expensive to try and do it with 3d and so like i think part of the reason muppet treasure island feels more like a classic is because of the like medium you're watching it in 
I also think that there's the setting piece where I think by the nature of it's dealing with pirates, it's dealing with like right. a historical setting. Ship, it feels more yeah. classic. It feels more real. Like we can tangibly go oh, like, oh, I like when I was in somewhere toured that pirate ship. I have some concept of mm-hmm. what this was actually like, whereas Treasure Planet takes place in a a fictional universe that is much different from our own. So it, you know, I think it, it distances itself in some ways from the ability to feel classic. Mm. I think the bottom line being, I, I think I agree with you that Muppet Treasure Island feels more classic and I believe is closer to the source material. I mean, even just beyond setting, like Treasure Planet immediately take makes the decision to age up Jim. Yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty significant departure from like any version of this story because Jim is, you know, quintessentially Which, supposed to be like fact, a in um muppet treasure island they can they cast him really young but he sings people like in, when he auditioned to sing they said he sounded like a girl because he had a puberty or whatever and no one had really heard him sing like on sets and so like lines were like muppets like riff on them be like there's a girl whatever or like there's actually when he first starts singing in front of tim curry this is one of my favorite moments in the film he sings for the first time and that's a real life take of him because they they sung it live Mm. it's a real oh. live take of Tim Curry looking at him and he double takes. He's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I had no idea. And like the kid sings like fucking beautifully, like really, really well. But like Tim Curry, if you look back, he literally double takes and then he smiles like, Oh shit, I got to bring my shit. And then he like goes and does this whole, like, it's really, really good. It's really fun. But they, they cast him super young and they had to, for the musical piece, which I did want to get into at some point, it was just really interesting casting a younger versus like an older for like what that would like feel like. Because for me, like Treasure, Muppet Treasure Island feels like it is like a kid and he is like coming into his own. I mean, he, yeah, yeah, he's meant to be in the, yeah. like he is in the novel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think that it's a really interesting decision Treasure Planet makes in aging Jim up mm-hmm. in that it departs from the novel it departs from the other adaptation we see. However, I feel like it changes his relationship with Long John in really interesting ways. Mm-hmm. Because despite like, I think normally people would think you place a younger character alongside an older one, and it's going to like a take on a more familial role by default. But I feel like the ways they change Jim to be like a young man who's like in need specifically of a father figure, right? And being a rebellious teen for that reason, Mm -hmm. like really outlines his relationship really well, which is one of the things I really like that Treasure Planet does, which is not like a knock on Muppet Treasure Island's relationship between Jim and Long John, because I think it's like super well acted from both, you know, he's a pretty good child actor, but it just the the relationships have very different tones, because I think that yeah. one is like Tim Curry's never trying to be his dad as much as Jake maybe wishes Tim Curry. Could have been. <laughs> I still tear up <laughs> like the, this movie is the one will always make me cry and tear up at the end where Long John is going to shoot Jim or whatever. He's like, I can't kill you. You're honest, pure and true. You didn't learn that from me. And like and then the kid actor like eats him up in that scene he's like he's like i don't you better row far away from here i don't want to see you again i don't want to do it again and it's like i think it's really good but i do agree with you where i think having a rebellious teen aspect and like the father figure of that it makes it more emotionally impactful i just also think that i like the long i love tim curry's long jong like yeah more and so mm-hmm. it's it's hard for me to like i think they're even in, in regards to those relationships because i love the complexity of the the teen aspect and like more father mm-hmm. figure but i think tim curry just really sells uh the fun and emotional like yeah just sorry just to respond to that immediately yeah. i think that you hit the nail on the head when you used complex i think treasure planet's relationship is more complex but i think muppet treasure islands might be more fun because right. like the relationship between Jim and Long John and Treasure Planet isn't like a fun relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it hits they, you in the feels. Yeah, they 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 bond and there is like this like genuine betrayal that colors some of it, but then this like redemption. Whereas Treasure Island is just like it's fun, really, really fun to watch Tim Curry on stage, which is not to or not on stage <laughs> in this movie on film, which is not to downplay it and say that complexity is inherently better, I think, is right. what you well, were trying to well, get. Well, I Jake. think like in in my mind, it's because they're trying to do two different things like mm-hmm. Jim in Treasure Planet. They make the character looking for a dad, like you said. Yeah, whereas exactly. Jim in Muppet Treasure Island is looking for adventure. 
And so Long John and Muppet Treasure Island, Tim Curry is his like tour guide to adventure. Yeah. And I still think it's also like a gut punch of because it's so fun and all of a sudden they put that ending scene with those two, like kind of confrontation in the night. You have no Muppets around. It they becomes very like, real. Them out and it's just two human mm-hmm. beings talking to each other and it becomes super real. You're like, oh shit, this was like a fun time. But this is like a really emotional point where it was like, oh, like Jim actually learned something like through this adventure and he like he grew a lot more. It's not just searching for adventure. It's like searching for a bit more than that mm-hmm. in the way to become an adult and the way to become like a teen and finding his own self through childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, you know, if we're talking humor, Muppeturvature Island is probably funnier. So we know which way this vote's going. <laughs> um. Dodgeball. I'll still vote dodgeball here. No, I, I mean, I think the Muppet Treasure Island, like I, I genuinely think this has some of its funniest jokes in like Muppet movies. I think they're like, they have a lot of fun with like the fact that they're pirates and they get to, mm-hmm. they got to create Muppet pirates. Like they had a lot of fun. Even the roll fun. call yeah. scene is just like, it's them so having good. fucking fun. Cabin Fever as a song, Professional Pirate as a song. Like, they're having fun. Um, and it leans towards the Muppets and their use a lot more. Which I think brings me to one of the hang-ups we didn't really get to talk through last mm-hmm. time because I was taking control On of by an, by an evil spirit. <laughs> the final third of Muppet Treasure, like, I, I, I don't... I don't know if I have like a, a question, but it's like part of me is like the, I feel like the final third of Muppet Treasure Island professional pirate onward is just like so much better than everything else there. And I like want you to I don't know, like convince me on the rest of the movie or I guess could, we could talk final thirds. Yeah. We could talk the like once they get to the island versus once they get to the planet kind of thing. You know, yeah. I, I just because that was my big hang up with Muppet Treasure Island. Yeah. It's interesting that you view it as a hang up rather than like a, oh shit, the final third, it was all building to this. And then you get a very satisfying final act. Like it's because I don't know if those other things feel like they're building to it in the same way. Like, I feel like I have, it's like, I have Mm. to watch the rest. Like, not that it's bad. It's like, uh, it's not like I'm like, oh, I have to get through these first two thirds of this movie. It's more like it, it, you think it's at fault because it's that much better that it's like it feels separate. <laughs> like it's yeah, like I, I feel like there's ways that the rest of the story could have been elevated. And mm. there's just like some gap missing that makes that final bit so good. Maybe it's Miss Piggy that you know <laughs> you were missing Miss Piggy. Well, be real. OK, I think that, though, is a huge factor in the final thirds of these movies. Mm. I'm actually pretty torn about it. Because in Treasure Planet, the, like, character of Ben is, I think, like, obviously, like, an integral story element. But I think the character is not done that well. Like, he's just yes. suddenly there, and he's suddenly very <laughs> important in the movie. Whereas in for Miss Piggy, oh. because you know it's going to meet Miss Piggy, right. like, it may, right. like, that character holds so much more weight and so much more excitement. But all of that being said, while I think that part of the final acts is very much in favor of Muppet Treasure Island, I think that the like final action sequence, the like final fight or like being in the actual treasure room and like escaping Treasure Planet does so much better. I mentioned Hmm. last week how I was like Hmm. disappointed that you don't really see Tim Curry fight that much. Like he can't really move around because he has missing a leg and that's like totally fair very cool but like you could have seen flipping around yeah but (laughs) like i wanted to see tim curry doing stuff okay that's fair tim curry i just ended up being disappointed by that action sequence versus action sequence Mm. and so i'm like really conflicted about which final third i like more yeah i mean i also want to give a shout out to the love let us hear uh montage where the pirates finally find the gold and are like celebrating and kermit and piggy are like floating and like almost gonna die and like professing their love. I think also Muppets are very meticulous on who they cast as a human and who they cast as which roles when they do adaptations. And I think Uh, you're hmm. absolutely spot on when they cast Miss Piggy because they're like, this is not a character that we can characterize really, really well, but Miss Piggy's full of character anyway. Brings so much to it. So it brings so much to it that you kind of forgive any kind of lack of characterization. And hey, Tim Curry said that he uh, slept with Miss Piggy and that was ad-libbed in. So that adds a lot of character too, you know? That's actually a super great piece. You bringing up Ben, this whole conversation, Miss Piggy colors it so, so well. And I think that in reflection, that is one of the pieces that amps up that final bit so much. And Ben in Treasure Planet (laughs) is 
perhaps, in my opinion, the movie's biggest failing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. The character is just not funny. But it wants to be. <laughs> it's Martin trying Short, really Martin hard. Short tries so hard. Yeah. Uh, it, it, yeah. It's just, it's like, it feels like suddenly you get to the, the final, the treasure planet, and it's like all of a sudden we have to drag around this annoying a, like, robot. Yeah, like a Jar Jar Binks mixed with like <laughs> Not Jar Jar no. <laughs> mixed with I don't I don't even know like a Jar Jar Binks mixed with all the bad parts of C three PO. Yeah, yes, Let's just yeah. Full dive into Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Uh, yes, even, that's I just like looked up his fucking like just googled him again and all the images just i look at him and be like i kind of hate you like i kind of want to shut you off immediately <laughs> yeah it's just ben is so bad in miss piggy colors this like essentially inconsequential character from the novel who's just like a means to an end basically right, right. so so well yeah alex you you feel like the action sequence in the end of treasure plan is so good and I think for me, it's almost like if we look at the broader pictures here is like the world and story set up by Treasure Planet, I think is so awesome. Mm-hmm. I think the relationships are done super well versus this near perfect final act in my mind that Muppet Treasure Island has going on because pieces that I dislike in Treasure Planet's version of the adaptation in that final bit are just like corrected and done so much better Mm. i guess i can see some things with tim curry not getting in on the action but like watching kermit flip around and have a sword is just like little uh fighting the cockroach he's like (laughs) it's just like it's just like (laughs) puts a smile on my face um whereas like you know i don't know yeah i don't know it's it is really tough yeah. Part of the reason I'm disappointed, too, in the that final climactic fight of Muppet Treasure Island is because I love the relationship between Jim and Long John in Treasure Planet. Yeah. And so yeah. the, like, climax of that movie has so much more of that, like, emotion to it in my mind yeah. versus, like, Muppet Treasure Island is a fun scene where you're seeing fun scene. and it's like more about like very fun family Muppet values. Like when they're like, you're going to have to go through me. You're going to have to go through. Like, it's not like about the fighting. It's about like the message. And part of the reason why he's probably stagnant too. But I do think to that argument, like again, it's Tim Curry, his performance. I feel like he, he puts it way more. The fact he can't move around a lot and he puts so much life into it anyway that he still feels Mm -hmm. like a mobile character in a lot of regards. Like he's not stagnant just because he's stagnant like at all. Mm -hmm. Mm. Upstage, lads. This is my only number. (laughs) I love this fucking movie, man. (laughs) It's genuinely really tough. It is tough. I never want to trash Treasure Planet. I do think it was ahead of its like time or just like it came at the wrong time, probably. More likely, if it was before, like probably would have done better or something. If it had been early enough where they didn't think they could have done the 3D animation, I think it would have been incredible. I think if it had been five years later when they'd figured out the 3D animation, Mm -hmm. it would have been incredible. Yeah. And imagine the world of Disney movies if they had just waited a little bit longer and (sighs) hadn't just killed their 2D animation division until Princess and the Frog. Like, you know, Mm hmm. Would have been pumping out some some really great stuff. Some really special yeah, stuff. some really really special stuff yeah. visually. I truly do think Treasure Planet has such a unique visual flair because it blends that 3D and 2D animation mm-hmm. in really awesome ways. Obviously, it's still early. Some of the 3D animation, you know, hasn't aged like sure. But I can I I don't like I feel like you're an asshole if you're saying it's like. Yeah, if you're getting look. real it, hung It's up the same it. where it's like yeah. you're an asshole if you look at the Muppet like things and be like, they look fake and weird when they fight. It's like, I don't give a shit. That's funny, dude. Like, they're puppets. They're flopping like, around. Like, yeah. Why is Kermit a frog, but he's fuzzy? No matter what the, these films, it's not about like being an asshole or like hating one or the other. It's just like a matter they're of both like, great. what we think does better. And and for me, I'm leaning towards Muppet Treasure Island. Are, you, are, are we voting? That's, that's just where I stand as where I'm at now. Feel free to ask or point out anything else. I think that I could vote, Matt, if you're also ready. And you might you I know you're probably in a tough position because you might. Be <laughs> yeah, <here>. yeah, I <laughs> am. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so tough because these literally are. The, uh, you know, know, we said it before. I these just, could this could be the yeah, finals. This could be finals. And like even taking like I I'm, I'll keep singing more praises if you need more time. But like even 
having an adaptation and making it into like a musical adaptation, I think is something just the Muppets as a property does really well. But I also thought was like so fun for this story too. And I think animating it in the way Treasure Planet did and putting it in space is also like really fun for it too. So it, it's, I think they both have all these positives that just lean in different directions. And it's just a matter of what at the end of the day you're feeling is working for you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. What is working for me? Got to vote at some point, you know. Oh, Alex, do you want to formally vote? Yeah, I can formally vote. Uh, I'm voting for Treasure Planet. Shoot, I had a really good reason, and now I can't remember it. <laughs> big wins. Big, big ups. Big ups for for the <laughs> for the Muppet <laughs> horde. The Muppet horde. Yeah, that's <laughs> they gonna send us hate mail. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, I am voting for Treasure Planet because. It is my favorite version of the Treasure Island story. Now, you may be wondering, Alex, why is this your favorite version of the Treasure Island story? Well, all of the reasons that we've discussed in the last couple episodes of this podcast, but also Tough Cut Podcast loves dads. And this version (laughs) has dads. dads. I mean, that's a funny way of saying it, but just like, I mean, that storyline to me has always really resonated the like fatherhood found father. And I think this movie does it so well. And I don't know if that is something that is like fairly relevant in the like classic treasure Island book, but I think it's done really, really well in this movie. And I think it adds a lot to it. So that's why I'm voting for treasure planet. Cause I feel like pirates are all about found family, you know? Well, oh, it's also Muppet like Treasure Island. He got his found family there. And yeah, no Muppet treasure Island definitely has it too. I just, I really love the way it's done in Treasure Planet. Uh, Muppet Treasure Island still has rat tourism. Jake, I love you I know, for so sharing Muppet Treasure Island yeah, with me. I'm just so glad I'm It's able incredible. To. You've been talking about it for as long as I've known you, and I'm so glad <laughs> I have finally watched it. Yeah. More more insights into into what makes me me. This is so tough. Is is looking at Kermit? Is it is it too much? Do I need to hide it? Do, <laughs> do, do you need to censor it? You? It's he, color, coloring my opinions. He... You know what? I I think I can. I think I've got an answer. I'm terrified. I I, I look calm, but I'm freaking out. <laughs> I know you are. I know you but are. Vote with your heart. You know I love you regardless of any outcome. Does he though? <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, Kermit's watching. The whole Kermit's watching. Kermit Frog here. That's part of why I went first, because if Treasure Planet does end up moving on, you're the one dealing the final blow, not me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I got the kill shot. <laughs> that's very true. And you'll be the savior if you... That's true, too. And it won't matter that yeah. I voted for Treasure Planet because it moved on. Yeah, and it does matter because it's still a great movie. And it, it, it does deserve this level of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I want to vote for. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is we have two great movies. Yeah. Two excellent <laughs> movies, in fact. And in reality, I prefer the complete package of one of these films. I think a little bit more than the other. It's. Oh, (laughs) he's going to cry. (laughs) A an above excellent, a masterclass of a final act, I think is it's just not enough to to take it all the way up all the way over so i think i i am going to vote for the the only movie that has space floozies left in the bracket <laughs> and vote for treasure planet are those genuine tears jay oh okay no, and that's for delivering a death blow to the way way back you <laughs> asshole <laughs> i knew just it. kidding I knew the spike just kidding no no i i think i'm very much in the same boat as alex is that I think when it comes down to it, the actual character and story, as far as the adaptation goes in Treasure Planet, I prefer. If that final act somehow could have just had its energy carried from start to finish, which you may think it does, right. it just didn't hit me in the same way. Muppet Treasure Island would on pure, it would be like Into Darkness, pure fun factor is carrying it all the way to the <laughs> goddamn end. Right. But I think it's just, it's 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 a, a hair off for me. Um, I feel like it's tough too. Like this Matt, I don't know if you rewatched it in the time since we talked about it at the beginning, but like we each watched this movie once, you know, so like 
Jake, you have this incredible love for the film and right. you know how good that final act is. So that whole first, like first two acts, you're anticipating it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and us, you also find know. other things to really enjoy about like it ramping yeah. up and like being what it is. And then like, it's just, it's just fun every time. And it is from my childhood, you know, like it's, it's going to be hard to separate that fact and not even think, genuinely believe, oh, this thing does this thing better because I've seen yeah. it like a hundred times. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if the bracket had been slightly different, you know, Muppet Treasure Island very easily would have made it all the way. It's a great, great movie. If it was um, the pirate, if it bracket, was the pirate bracket instead of pirates. Yeah, yeah Jake. Exactly. Because then yeah. Tim Curry would have been our pirate. Right. And and I would argue that Ben is the pirate in the uh, <laughs> Treasure Planet. So. And with, if you do that, so, yeah, we, we know which way done. Treasure it's Planet's dead. going. Yeah. <laughs> Top to bottom, Treasure Planet's great, huh? Top to bottom? Top to bottom is the whole package? Okay, as a complete oh. package, everything that except for ben, ben. That's not complete. That is the opposite of as, complete. At the entire package, including Ben, I think, right. edgewise. You know, it's Ben versus the first two-thirds of Muppet Treasure Island. Which I, I feel like that's, <laughs> that's an insult. That's an insult. That was a joke. That was a joke. That was a joke. two-thirds of Muppet Treasure Island are not as bad at all as no. Ben. No, no, no. Ben is awful. The first two-thirds of Muppet Treasure Island are, like, above average, you know? You already voted. Don't worry. It was a joke. It was a joke. How dare you? (laughs) With that, we have our finale set. It is Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest versus Treasure Planet. That'll be coming at you next week. We'll also announce honorable mentions. So if you have any, I'm sure we've missed things, movies you love. Maybe it was the 1954 Disney's Treasure Island that you're like, that is the version to die for. Right. Which... I just feel like everyone's just going to say Stardust and then that that's all we're going to get. Which we thought about, okay? <laughs> Dodgeball was just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll make those people angry. Yes. So if you enjoyed today's show, remember to leave a review uh, on all your favorite podcasting platforms, as I'm compelled to say. Mm-hmm. And you get one tweet if you tweeted us and guess what our next bracket is. Matt's going to buy you a car. But yeah. you only get one guess. I'm going to tweet right now. I really need a new car. <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't. If you are a host of the Puffka podcast or I can prove Jake put you up to it, you don't get the free car. <laughs> Damn it. He put the caveat. Damn it. Uh, yes, yeah, so you'll get to hear what our next bracket is. Beyond that, who should they share today's episode with? Someone who's going to win a new car. Share no. with someone from your childhood that you really admire and look up to, but you uh-huh. just like don't love anymore, apparently, and it breaks your heart. And Whoa, you, you know, still love them. And, and, and other people look at them and they say, hey, they're awful. Uh, like one third of you is really great, but the other two thirds of you are really awful. And the other two thirds are about as bad as C3PO Jar Jar Banks <laughs> mixed together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Share it, share it with share it with somebody who's greedy. I don't fucking know. Share it with someone with a peg leg. Share it with Martin Short. Yeah, send the, send this episode to Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, see what he Actually, says. Don't do that. We're kind of mean. We're kind of. I mean want an explanation, Martin. <laughs> You're so good. You're too good for Ben. Amazing. You guys remember the Santa Claus Three? <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to get there. there.